God, our teacher, our judge. Hear our prayer as we gather at the table of your word. Enrich our hearts with the goodness of your wisdom. And renew us from within that all our actions, all our words, may bear the fruit of your transforming grace. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. The author of the book of Sirach challenges us to think before we speak. He tells us that what we say and how we say it is the primary testament to our integrity and concern for justice or our lack of it. A reading from the book of Sirach. When a sieve is shaken, the refuse appears. So do one's faults when one speaks. The kiln tests the potter's vessels. So the test of the just person is in tribulation. Its fruit discloses the cultivation of a tree. So a person's speech discloses the cultivation of the mind. Do not praise someone before they speak, for this is the way people are tested. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from his first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul assures us that Christ has taken on death and beat it. Given his victory, we should stick like glue to Jesus. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, when this perishable body puts on imperishability, and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus told this disciple, his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully qualified will be like their teacher. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, friend, let me take out the speck in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log in your own eye? 
you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from the bramble bush. Out of the good treasure of the heart, the good person produces good. And out of the evil treasure, the evil person produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Out of the good treasure of the heart, goodness comes into the world. Out of the good treasures of the heart, the heart brings goodness into the world. Out of the good treasures of the heart, the heart brings good into the world. Coming into Mass today, I got yelled at for having church face. And I had my mask on, and I don't know how you could tell I had, I didn't feel like church face. And then I, I, I look at you all, and God love you, and, and, and those folks on, on the Zoom, and I got to tell you that the pets on Zoom don't have church face. They look happy, you know, that's kind of cute. Out of the treasures of the heart, good comes into the world. We're challenged. Jesus challenges us in this gospel text to keep an eye on what we say and how we live and what we do. Are we bringing the harvest of the kingdom into the world or not? Got justice? Got peace? Do you move away from racism? Do you move away from selfishness and being tied up into material things? Out of the harvest of the heart, good comes into the world. What do we bring into the world? Last week we had a homework assignment, remember? It was to read that gospel passage, which was incredibly challenging. It was a gospel passage that calls us 
to live the life of the kingdom. And that's what we're to be about, living the life of justice and peace and compassion and generosity out of the goodness of their heart, out of the goodness of a good person's heart. Good comes into the world. On Wednesday, I told you last week, you remember that Lent begins on a Wednesday this year? Mark your calendars, Melissa. Come on now. We sometimes have, in the past, we looked at Lent so negatively. It was all about uh, sackcloth and ashes and sadness and As we think about it this year, in this year 28 of the pandemic, the season of Lent is a season of growing. The actual word Lent means springtime. And certainly springtime is the season for growing And as a church community, as followers of Jesus, as those who are filled with the spirit of Jesus, Lent becomes our time to grow. Carl, the Catholic Church has a tradition that the growth in the season of Lent is based on three things. Prayer, fasting, and the giving of alms. I've been thinking about that prayer. I've been reading a book of reflections. A friend of mine who is in AA gave me a book of AA reflections. Powerful little book. But every day there was something to really digest and something to take in. And one of the things that the author, the editor of this book, 24 hours a day, says every day, if we're going to stay faithful to the process, every day, we got to spend time in quiet prayer. Every day. No excuses. That's our Lent. Fasting. To fast is to say no to the self. To fast is to say that I don't need all the things that people tell me I need. To fast is to appreciate the gifts we've been given. You you want to hear chaos? Watch television for two hours if you can handle it. Listen to all the things that we're called to buy, to own, that'll make us happy. If I hear one more commercial for stuffed crust pizza, I think I'm going to die. I just think I'm going to die from it. To fast is to recognize that 
all of those things the world says we need. We don't need. Imagine. Imagine how free we will feel if we go through this Lenten season not giving in to every need and every want. If we go through this Lenten season appreciating, recognizing how gifted we are. When I was thinking about praying during the Lenten season, one of the things, and this is like a personal confession, you can all, well, don't tell anybody. Jenny, don't be telling people this. We look at and we, there are so many things we, we see and we hear and we taste and we touch. So many things. And yet, as I look at my own life, do I really see? When I'm with our community, do I really see you? Do I appreciate you? That's part of the prayer of Lent, to really see, to really hear. Are you up for that? Prayer, fasting, the giving of alms. This connects to the fasting thing to be able to say, no, I don't need all the stuff you're telling me I need, but there are people who are in deep, deep need. And I have to care enough about them, have enough compassion for them to share what I've been given. Lenten prayer and Lenten giving of alms is connected to thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we recognize how gifted we are. We recognize that there are people who are deeply in need. people, the people who are positive, the people who are generous, the people who bring goodness into the world, these are people who share what we've been given with those who need us. Are you up for a season of growing? It's not all about ashes and struggling and sackcloth. Oh, that would be a pretty cool thing to have a sackcloth suit. <laughs> cool. But anyway, it's not about negativity. It's about new life. It's about coming fully alive. Are you up for that? Are you up for that?
I know that under your masks, you are smiling and saying, Charlie, we're up for that. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.